0: Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It's Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you as the next hour we'll dive all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. I do mean that. You know, I've been realizing that's kind of like my intro that I do before every show. But I do know, I'm not unaware that we have been slacking on the boxing lately, that we've been very MMA heavy. Um, Which, you know, look, we got a bunch of guests coming up today that are... Uh, one is a UFC fighter, Danny Chavez, who trains here in Miami at MMA Masters. We're going to talk to him about his UFC win. And uh, we got uh, a fleet of BKFC fighters uh, because we were at their press conference this week. But, you know, just to be honest with you guys, like boxing has just been so slow in my mind. Um, and, you know, the matchups, the, the, there's just so much I got to watch right now. It's been funny because. There was no sports and now there's too much sports and so it's like you know you have these nights where you're just like all right all these promotions have stuff going on am i going to watch the ufc or am i going to watch boxing am i going to watch bellator what am i going to be into and um you know boxing's just been lacking it's been lacking a little bit you know i I watched the first couple weeks it came back but even the ratings you can acknowledge it's been it's been it's been a rough go of it like they just had their their card on Fox, which did over a million on uh, ratings, but it was still their lowest uh, rating spot that they've done on Fox so far. So uh, I was into uh, some matchups this week, though. Namely, uh, the one I was into most was the heavyweight matchup this week between Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin. A couple reasons. One of them was because you know Dillian White. Everybody has looked at Dillian like he has gotten the uh, has has kind of gotten the the short end of it when it's come to this heavyweight title picture. Uh, which I haven't agreed with. I I think that Dillian is a a fun fighter and, and that's all great. But, you know, for the first time in a long time, we have had a heavyweight division that seemingly is getting legitimized with who should be the top guys. And right now it's been a formidable trio of Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and Deontay Wilder. And then there's been the other guys who have been on the outskirts, you know, Dillian White, Alexander Povetkin, Andy Ruiz, uh, before he had the belt, um, you know, Derek Chisora. It's been it's been a, a, a few guys who are out there, guys who are starting to knock on the door to uh, Jagba, Jim Joyce. You know, there's been other names that are starting to come up, but you know who the top dogs are. And I it's a weird thing to me. You know, we've been doing this. Some of this has happened in the UFC, too, where they're like, oh, this guy's got eight fights in a row. Doesn't he deserve the title shot? I'm like, yeah, well, who has he beaten? And so with Dillion, I've just looked at it and been like, the, you know, he's been sitting in this WBC ranking forever. And it's like you're crying, like, oh, poor me, I haven't gotten my title shot. I haven't got my crack at the WBC belt. Which, you know, I I for the longest time I'm like, well, why why do we have all of these belts separating the top guys? It seems stupid to me. This is coming up right now with uh with Tyson Fury. And Anthony Joshua, as far as like, whoa, will they get to keep all their belts? Now? It's like, why would any sanctioning body want to have their belts on anybody else but who the legitimate champion is? I, You know, other divisions, okay, that's fine. You know, welterweight, it's all divided. Middleweight, it's all divided. Lightweight, it's all divided. And, you know, you want your guy who's your guy. And I get sometimes there's a benefit to that. But when we're looking at a division that has been so broken for so long. And it's finally, I don't want to say it's been like that. I think it's been much better over the last four years. Um You're finally at a point where you can determine who the guy is. Why is there this, this, uh, this cry like, Oh, Dillian white is getting screwed. He's not getting screwed. It's unfortunate. He's not the top guy. He's lost to Anthony Joshua. And it's not like Deontay Wilder has been out there fighting bums. He's fought Luis Ortiz and he's been fighting Tyson Fury, basically. You know, I guess if you want to say, oh, well, he threw Dominic Brazil in there. All right, that's fine. But it's one fight out of, uh, you know, it's one out of five that have been absolute killers that he's been fighting. So, you know, uh, he had this fight coming up with Alexander Povetkin and was dominating. I mean, just absolutely running roughshod on Povetkin. I'm like, I got it on as the heat game's going on. I'm watching it. Uh... All play out from uh from, from Eddie Hearn's uh plaza there. Um and eventually he is uh he, it looks like he's gonna steamroll Povetkin. You know, he's 40 years old at this point. Who knows if he's on the good good at this at this juncture? And Povetkin uh comes comes at him and hits him with an absolute Russian missile, like uppercut from hell in round five and knocked out cold. Knocked out cold Dillian White. It was one of the knockouts of the year for sure. It was, it was, it was a crazed knockout for Pavetkin to get that, especially with the circumstances, what he was facing with up against that fight. And shout out to him. Look, he gets a, he's the, he's, I guess, the guy right now as far as WBC is concerned. He again, though, is one of these where it's just like, we're really going to give this to Alexander Povetkin Uh, there's just no way in hell. Like, and Pavetkin's gotten his crap. He's got it. He, he took on Anthony Joshua, had some good success against him, but um, but uh, eventually got stopped. So it's great that he got this performance uh, up against Dillian White. It was a sensational knockout. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, the, the, he's got to get his shot at the WBC title now. It has to happen. No way, no, especially a guy like him who's been uh you know caught left and right with uh with the cheating just get out of here with that um so you, you know look I know a lot of people in, in boxing are probably feeling for uh Dillian White right now. Um I'm sure he'll be back. Like this is the thing that I wish would happen with boxing is look, Dillian White took a tough fight. Congratulations to him. Let's not ruin his career over it. Let's let's let him get back in there. Let's let him fight somebody fun. I would like, you know, honestly like um who knows what's out there for him right now? But like you know, get him in there with uh, with an Andy Ruiz once this Areola stuff's over and somebody uh, somebody legitimate him versus Luis Ortiz. You know, if if Deontay ends up losing, do eventually him versus Deontay Wilder get the grudge match going on there? I don't have a problem with that, but uh, I wasn't in this camp of oh, just poor Dillian White. He's never got the he's never getting the shot. No man, he he. He had the unfortunate uh, draw of he's lost Anthony Joshua in his career before. He's the second banana in that promotion to Anthony Joshua. Um, And, you know, Deontay Wilder was taking on tough guys. So I don't, I'm not sitting here uh, crying for it when the champ is deciding to go and fight guys like Luis Ortiz, who's equally uh, as tough as Dillian White, if not way better. And then, of course, Tyson Fury, who's the man right now. He is the man at heavyweight. Uh uh one other note. So we had Bellator this past week. Vadim Nemkov, he got a, a vicious knockout over Ryan Bader in the main event of Bellator 244. This dude looks like the truth. I mean, he actually to think about how good Bader has looked in Bellator, he's looked pretty untouchable. Um and for Bader to uh and for Bader to get just diced up through like that was uh was pretty nuts. I will say it's a tough go for Bader because you know Scott. Coker was chi- chiming in with this whole oh, best two Oh five division in the world, best light heavyweight division in the world. And you have a guy who's pretty unknown going and taking the title off of Bader. Now I agree. Look, Bader would have been good enough to be a top guy at two Oh five. He like, he honestly is the crime of not being good enough to beat Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Um, but you know, it's a it's an unfortunate loss for him. He's still a heavyweight champ, though, so he's got that going for him. He won the heavyweight grand prix, um, and kudos to him for for cutting back down to go get this fight. But the uh, the young buck, the the Fedor protege, he absolutely bludgeoned him. It was it was a it was quick work, that's for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into our guests here on the show. Got some good ones looking forward to this first off we got uh Danny Chavez the Colombian warrior trains out at MMA Masters down here in Miami got a chance to talk with him after winning his UFC debut which was a long time coming for him a lot of hard work that's gone into it and he was able to shine on the big stage and looking forward to this conversation with the Colombian warrior Danny Chavez and later on in the show we're going to talk to Paige Van Zant we'll have a one-on-one interview with her we have talked to Tiago Alves and BKFC president, David Feldman. So you hear our conversations with that. We'll be back with more fighters fury right after this. Very excited to talk to this man. Exciting week. It had to be for him. Danny Chavez, the Colombian warrior. He won his UFC debut. Long time coming, man. Congratulations. Awesome performance by you. What has the week been like? Just getting to basking it a little bit. What did you, what have you done to celebrate? Uh, what's it been like? Who have you heard from? It's, it's gotta be an awesome feeling.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, man. I've been really uh, eating, (laughs) number one. Every fighter, that's the the first week, we go on a binge, man. We just go and eat and eat and eat. Everybody's invited me to eat everywhere, so I've just been eating. And uh, I've been really caught up a lot this week in a lot of interviews and watching basketball, uh, chilling with my friends. Not really, you know, we're in Miami. Miami, right now, you know, nothing is really open to go out or anything. So we're just keeping it like at home, my friends' houses. Uh, like I said, just watching sports and eating.
0: Who are you, who are you, so, rooting, who are you rooting for the playoffs?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, We're watching the playoffs right now. I think that he plays in, uh, in a few hours.
0: Yeah, man. Are you a so, Heat fan?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a Heat fan. That's
0: what I'm, I'm talking a Heat about.
1: fan and I'm a Russell Westbrook fan. So wherever Russell Westbrook is at, cool. I'm following him too.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, listen, that's a good way. That's a good way to spend the playoffs. I like. I like the afternoon basketball too. It's been like basketball all day. It's been a binge mode. It's been really, it cool.
1: and it's for because I don't have a fight coming up till like I, will, I don't even have to be at the gym till like next week. And I'm gonna be starting. I'm gonna, you know, I'm coming just to like start all over again to like, you know, start warming up the body again to train hard. So this whole week. I've been able to spend it watching basketball since it's a whole day. I've been just, like I said, just laying in the in the crib, inviting my friends, eating, just watching basketball.
0: Well, uh, your teammates were super proud of you, man. I, I saw the reaction on social media. Uh, just you know, like retweeted an interview of yours, and like they were like, "You got to get them on!" Like, come on, man, Miami, and they were super proud of you. Uh, what was what was that feeling like? Just kind of seeing all the people there who you see regularly, but they get to see on this big si- stage succeeding.
1: It was great, man. I, I actually, uh, one of my students, uh, uh, Alex, he actually sent me a video of him watching it. And he was so nervous. It was funny, man. Like, he kept grabbing his shoulder, like. And when I actually, I think in the second round, when I dropped him, he was like, oh, finish him. He was going crazy. My family sent me videos of them, too. Uh, it's a great feeling, man. It's great to feel um, supported like that. You know what I mean? Everybody was showing so much love and so much support. And it's dope because, like I always said, like I actually felt very confident when I was fighting. I felt like everybody's energy was with me that day.
0: Did you did you have an idea this was possible, Danny? After you won in Global Legion, like when you uh, when you were fighting the three weeks beforehand, this call happens. Did you know eyeballs were on you, or is that was it a complete shock when you when you got the call to to step in?
1: I knew that this win with Global Legion was gonna be a reason. To help us to go somewhere big, even if it was not in the UFC, which that was where we were aiming at. But like, say, let's say, let's say UFC didn't happen, and then let's say we had to go to another big organization, but we probably could get good money, stuff like that. Um, the UFC was always in my mind, and it was always something I was t- I would talk about it. Uh, I feel like I brought it to existence because I was always telling my friends, like, look, you know, um, for example, for my last fight, uh, normally I, I, I hydrate with an IV. You get an IV bag. And you get to hydrate and for some reason the nurse couldn't find the vein so I told them like you know what don't worry about it because when I make it to a the UFC they don't let you use IVs so I gotta get used to them so I'll say things like that you know I, and I feel like I brought it to existence because I'll be honest I didn't I didn't think I was gonna be this quick this soon me fighting in the UFC because I had just fought a week and a half later I get the call everything I, I didn't even get to embrace it so much at the beginning. I was like, yo, is this real? Like, you know what I mean? Because if it, they were told me, Danny, you're fighting in October in the UFC. You got so much time to prepare yourself for it. Me, I had to, like, train for a week quick and cut away for another week. So everything was like, and everything was like, um I, I was busting a lot of missions. Because it, it since it was a short notice, I had to go get an MRI scan, uh different type of eye doctor, blood exams, uh ETGs, Go, go, fill out this paper over here. So I was busy training and busy with doing so much paperwork that I never, it took me to like when I got there to Vegas to be like, damn, man, I'm in the UFC. Yeah. You know what I mean? The UFC. So yeah, man, it it was, it was great, man. I didn't, I'll be honest, man. Like a month ago, I didn't think of this. You know what I mean? And now it's like, you're part of the roster and now you got three fights left, go get them. You know,
0: it's cool. What, did it? Uh, did it? When when you did get a chance after you're, you're celebrating and and you're kind of getting to basking a little bit, um, like did it live up to it? Like when they say when they say your name and you get your hand raised, like did, did did it live up to maybe those moments when you were visualizing it and and thinking about that moment whenever it happened, or or was it was it all surreal? Like what was that like?
1: You know the the okay the whole week over there, uh, they treat us really well and like the whole, because I got there early, I got there on Tuesday, the weigh-ins were on Friday, the whole entire time that I was there, if I would have gone there like on Thursday, I would not enjoy like uh, their service, you know what I mean, they very very professional, waiting for you at the airport with a, a limousine driver, which I'm not used to that, you know, I'm used to drive myself to the weigh-ins and to everywhere, then they keep you in a hotel, isolated, all that stuff, quarantine, all these COVID is going on, and um taking you to, to the PI, which is like the, uh, the facility for you to train and cut or get services like massage and stuff like that. Going through all that, I was like, okay, this is nice. You know what I mean? Then the moment I was like, oh, damn, this is this is real right here is when they had me already standing about to do the walkout. When you're standing doing the walkout, they show you on TV. You see a big screen TV showing you what people are seeing. You know, and so yeah. I, I come out Doing shadow boxing and then they're talking. Here, Danny Chavez fighting out of uh, Miami. Blah, blah, blah As they're saying that, if, uh, they're, I'm watching that and I'm like, oh damn! This is what everybody's watching right now. And then from this camera, it, it shows me walking out. And then I start walking out with my song. I, you know, I had Nas one mic. I, I went all the way to the cage, and like the whole entire time, I'm like, oh damn! Then I get in the cage. I see the referee, he's, you know, talking to us. And then when I see Bruce Buffer, that's when I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> this Bruce Buffer. And it, and Bruce Buffer really at one point got me a little, like, a little shook because he goes and, like, I never – you always see on TV how how hyper he is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. How he introduces the fight. But it's different when you have it right in front of your face. He goes in and he's like, out of the blue corner. He just turns around really fast and screams your name. Daddy, and you know, like the Colombian warrior, like when he did that, like I was like, oh man, this is dope! (laughs) So, yeah, those were the moments that I really was feeling like, oh man, I'm fighting in the UFC, this is crazy, this is nice, you know. This, that's the moment I I started like really like seeing how how crazy it was. But, like I said, since I'm in the fight myself, I'm in the fight, it's different for me, like for like my uh, I brought one of my students, uh, like he was my third corner. And he's one of my best friends, too. Uh, he was there. He told me that for him, it was a whole different thing. Like, he was, he was like, more shocked than probably I was because I, I had to think about the fight. At the end of the day, I'm here to fight somebody. So I'm so focused on the fight that uh, for him, he told me, like, yo, Danny, this was, this was one of the craziest things i ever seen. It's not only because it was the UFC, but, like, just the fight, Bruce Buffer, you, then you go and you talk to Joe Rogan, like, everything, everything. He was, for him, it was, like, very... Uh, surreal
0: yeah that's that that's that sounds incredible because like you know going to fights down here regionally is is cool and they all put on good shows but it's 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 dwarfing i think the production that goes into the ufc like the sound system like it just blares at you and it's it's all just it feels bigger but um when you're in the fight and it's going so well for you early on like was, was that shot or does that go into complete training mode? Like, cause it's, is, is there any moment where you're almost like out of body? Like, Holy, shit, this is going well for me. And, and, uh, and it's off to a good mode. Um, like, do you, do you, do you have to gather yourself? Do you have to think about that all? Like kind of hone yourself in because the fight's going well, how does, how does that whole experience go?
1: I think like, I think that me fighting three weeks and a half ago, and let me keep that um, momentum going. So when I went into this fight, I still I still felt like, like the same way I fought the last fight. Like very calm, I was very composed. You know, I I always hear about the UFC jitters, and I didn't have them. And I really believe it's because I just recently fought. So I feel like I was still like in that fighting. If like, if I would have fought in October or September or something like that, it would have been a, new, a whole entire new camp, uh, a lot of expectation. Like it would have been different. But this this was so rushed in two weeks. I felt like it didn't give me time to even think about anything but just go out there and fight. And going into the third round, I knew I had won the first two. I knew I had won the first two. But I started to, like, start being a little heavy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like I said, I had two weight cuts in one month and two camps. And this one was literally a camp. So I think, like, and, and we went to altitude. You know what I mean? We went to Vegas. Yeah, I don't you think talked about so that after the
0: fight. You, you noticed that? Like, the air was different?
1: Yeah. Uh, I felt like I got, I adapted to it pretty well. If I would have not gone for runs since since Wednesday, I think I would have been breathing heavier by the second round. Thank God it, it, it happened like two minutes into the third round when I was like, I need a little bit of a break right now. And he, good thing he, he wasn't, he was pressuring, but he wasn't really pressuring so much. He was just throwing, I was just backing up. And then, like, believe it or not, at like the last minute and a half is when I felt like I got my air back again. It's just a moment. It's just, it's just moments, like sprints. You know, what I mean, you sprint and then you have to breathe again, sprint again, breathe again. But the the good thing is that on Wednesday, since Wednesday, I was outside of the park in the parking of the uh, of the hotel, and I was that's what I do. Because what I do is that always two days before the fight, I, I play soccer to, to to cut weight. It helps me to sweat, and, it, and I it just I like to play soccer. That's always what I do. But I couldn't have I didn't have my friends here. We didn't have a ball. So, what I did, I picked spots around the hotel where to do sprint, like to sprint and walk and jog. Sprint, walk, and jog. And I feel like that helped me to adapt a little bit to the altitude there. Because at the beginning, the first day, yes, you feel it. Like, like even the, in, the, especially the air outside, the air outside was very dry. You know, it's vague. As Vegas, Vegas is very dry. Yeah. So it, your throat. it makes you drive really fast. So, but I, I feel like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I did, a lot. I, I did that for me to cut weight, so I feel like that helped me to to adapt a little bit because Miami were under sea level. Over there, you you, know, you have some altitude, so I felt that, like I said, I felt that in the third round. Good thing in the first two rounds that I, I was not feeling that at all. Uh,
0: you, you guys had a, have had a pretty good year as, as far as a gym and MMA Masters. I feel like uh, a lot of the South Florida rub goes to American Top Team and Hard Knocks 365, the Black Zanes guys, but you guys, Miguel Baeza, you now have won your UFC debuts this year um give me a you know give me like the 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 vibe at the gym right now it's got to be it's got to be amazing how you guys have, have felt about this year and, and getting that kind of shine
1: yeah man no uh, you know us that i mean master we all brotherhood you know i mean we all help each other out we everybody was tuning in and we all tune in for it doesn't matter what position you fight for it doesn't matter what you fight for we always gonna support each other you know what i mean and right now in the gym we just feel great man like a lot of great things are happening not just for me, but for a lot of other guys. You know, we got guys coming. We got guys uh, right now. One of my uh, my friends is fighting the contender next Tuesday, Rafael Alves. We we If you know about Rafael Alves, he's a tight FC champion, and he's one of the most explosive guys I've ever seen. So I can't wait. I know. I know he's going to win that fight, and then he was going to keep a contract because he's one of those guys that you have to watch a fight. You know what I mean? It's like entertaining. And we got more guys coming up right now. Miguel Baez, I think, is fighting on uh, September, which he's already in the UFC. And uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, Kobe is fighting Tyler Woodley. He's, he's been training yeah. with us too. So, uh, and then we got more guys right now fighting in other organizations right now. We just finished. My friend Lee Henry just finished winning in Titan by calf kicks. Um, his brother Mike Lilly just won by a knockout in Titan FC as well. My friend Colin Lubin just finished winning decision in the Titan. So. Right now we we're, we're just riding this moment, man. We, we're riding it right now. You know, just we are winning. We we thought 2020 with this whole thing with the corona was gonna really mess things up a lot, but hey, man, we we've been doing great so far. So man, we just we just gotta ride with it. We everybody right now is happy. The gym is happy. Uh, we're having a great group of guys. The coaches are doing their jobs. You know, what I mean, like they always have. Everything is everything is far in place. So we just gotta ride with the wave right now.
0: That's awesome, man. Before we get you out of here, I've been asking a lot of the uh, the tough people this week that we've had on our show. Uh, what is the worst pain in, in Danny Chavez's mind, brain freeze or hitting your funny bone?
1: Hitting my funny bone.
0: <laughs> it's no joke. It goes it goes up and down the arm. You can't, you can't even function, can you? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, when you hit your funny bone, oh, man, it, I hate that. I hate that feeling. It's... Especially, yeah. Uh, I prefer, I prefer a little bravery. I could take that. I could take that a little bit more.
0: <laughs> Danny, congratulations, man. Uh, you know, soak this in, man. It's been a busy, it's a busy-ass month for you. Uh, all the best. All the health to you. Stay safe in these crazy times, and uh, we look forward to the next one.
1: All right, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate everybody that has, you know, supported me and, and tuned in to watch, you know, only the fight, but they have actually, like I said, my, my inbox is full of DMs of people just sending me good messages and stuff. I just, it's so full of it. I, I, I have to, like, one by one try my best because there's so many, but I want to thank everybody very much. Thank you.
0: We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Congratulations again.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you very much.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. Very exciting week this week as we had Bare Knuckle FC in town. They had a, uh, a couple of big announcements, one of them being the signing of Paige Van Zant, which uh, the news was out, but this is the official announcement. Uh, Paige Van Zant was in town. Obviously, the biggest name that BKFC has signed uh, thus far, and they've tried to make some big moves as far as offering Mike Tyson stuff. Um, you know, look, they're they're making waves, no doubt about it, man. They, they're coming with a with a serious pocketbook, and they're trying to make this sport as mainstream as possible. Um, so we got a few conversations coming up here. You, uh, I got a chance to have a one on one interview with Paige Van Zant, Tiago Alves, who is going to be making his debut very soon. And the president of BKFC, David Feldman, Uh, we talked a bevy of topics with him on top of uh, Paige Van Zant's signing. So we'll start off here with the the star of the week, which was PVZ, and uh, she is now a South Floridian. She has moved to South Florida. She's going to train out of American Top Team for her bare-knuckle debut. And here's our one-on-one interview with Paige Van Zant. Here with the great Paige Van Zandt. She's just signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. And now you're a South Floridian. uh, Welcome to South Florida.
2: Thank you so much. Obviously, I'm really excited. It was a brand new opportunity, a new promotion that I'll be fighting for. Um, It only made sense for me to go to the best team in the world to get ready. And that's why we're out here in Florida.
0: So the whole thing, like went down like how much because you, you guys are from the northwest right like this is a big we are. literally the furthest you could travel to go anywhere to live
2: yes big transition but in portland we're actually an american top team affiliate so it was really smooth um i knew i'd be fighting somebody from american top team once that got out of the way i knew this was where i was mo- meant to be for a camp and you know i've tried seven seven different boxing coaches i'm trying to find the very best one that fits me and fits my personality and my fight style um, and I just have those opportunities here, and there's just a lot more um, tools to set me up for success.
0: So, um, this is obviously, it was a decision that, you know, there was some rumblings about, but how much of it went into just, I guess, wanting to, I guess, be appreciated? Because I kind of felt like the last press conference with Dana, it was kind of very dismissive. of just like, oh, yeah, go on. And, you know, you're obviously a very famous face in fighting, and people love watching you fight, so... Well, how nice was, I guess, that that whole process of it being pursued, free agency and all that type of stuff? It was
2: awesome. You know, I knew that my value wasn't um, where it was within the UFC. I was under this in contract for a long time, but I just knew I had a higher value and I could bring more to the table with an organization. I'm very happy I was able to test free agency and get to ultimately see where my value was in that free agency. Um, It was a really exciting time, of course, um, but more exciting now that I've signed a promotion, I've signed the contract, and I need to move forward and compete because ultimately that's what I want.
0: You've been some really uh, gnarly fights, like you yep. said. You fought with a broken arm. We've seen the crimson face and all that type of stuff. So, you are kind of going into this with like a background of being in some some pretty gross stuff. But are you worried about that? Like they've said, it's it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 an, it's another thing. It's bare knuckle fighting. And I've been to these events and they can go quick. They can get kind of get crazy and brawly, but they are fun. I mean, it yeah. is it is a lot of fun for the fans to watch.
2: Yeah. Ultimately, you know, I'm a I'm an athlete. The things we worry about are injuries, getting cut open you're hurt. You're not injured and injuries last with you. They carry with you. If you hurt your knee, if you tear, tear a ligament, those last with you for your entire career, no matter how much you rehab them, that's still in the back of your mind. I'm lucky enough. I made it through the UFC through my entire MMA career with only a broken arm. Now those things, that's an injury that can last with me in the UFC. I have to worry about getting knee in the arm or posting on it, getting taken down. Now it's not even, it's not a formula. It's not in, in this arena for me i just get to focus on fighting and that's what i love to do and yeah getting cut open happens but getting hurt and injured are two very different things and i don't mind getting hurt every now and then
0: i know you talked about in the press conference that you're excited that you don't have to worry about a lot of hands but we've seen you do some pretty badass knockouts with uh, the, the high kicks and all that type of stuff so are you Excited that you're just going to focus on sharpening the the hands kind of part of your game and or and bummed that you don't get to use those tools either on offense?
2: Um, there's a lot of tools I definitely uh, love and I feel like I'm well versed in my kicks are something that I have had a lot of success and brought me very far in The UFC and in MMA Um, You know, I'm still gonna work on those things ultimately. I am focused on boxing. I'm focused on bare knuckle boxing uh But I can't help taking away those passions for me and I'm going to still continue to get better. But I know the better I am at boxing, it'll make me an all-around better athlete.
0: I think I saw this on your Instagram yesterday. You said the the craving coffee at weird times. You're South Floridian <laughs> now. Have you had Cuban coffee?
2: No, I have not had Cuban coffee yet.
0: Okay, that's that's a must. So you guys okay, get we're that. gonna have to and have put that soon. on because uh, you and your husband, your two scoops of adorable, like your little your little uh, video blog. Thank you. Um, <laughs> take a trip down to Little Havana. Uh-huh. Go get the Cuban coffee. It's okay. Going to be like crack cocaine that goes to your head. Awesome. I love um, that. And stuff like that. But you know, just going yeah, to South actually Florida. Actually,
2: have heard of Cuban coffee, but we're gonna have to get some. <laughs>
0: Well, best of luck. Enjoy South Florida, guys, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy Thank here.
2: you. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Thanks again to Paige for the time this week. and shout-out to my guy, Peter Kahn, for uh, setting that up. He treated us like royalty while we were at... The, uh, the press conference this week. Also got a chance to talk to an absolute legend. Uh, only have gotten a chance to interview this guy, I think, once, which obviously isn't enough for a guy who's been down here for as long as he has and how much he means to the sport. Thiago Alves uh, got a chance to go one-on-one with him and get his thoughts on joining BKFC and making his debut coming up very shortly. All right, here with the great Tiago Alves. He has uh, just been announced that he signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Look, man, you're a legend down here. You've done it all in the mixed martial arts game. Um, what went into all this kind of uh, kind of happening that you want to take this step?
3: Uh, it was a combination of the the financial offer, you know, and also kind of wanted to change it up a little bit, you know. When you've been doing something for such a long time, 14, 15 years, you know, in the same organization, I mean. I'm very blessed. I'm very happy with what i done in UFC and you know, what I've done in my MMA career. But at, at this stage, I need something that sparks that, you know, fire and spirit. And I think uh, changing, you know, uh, not changing sports because we're still, you know, it's still a combat sport. But just changing the way you can approach fighting, uh, it's very exciting to me. You know, uh, I'm excited to see how my skills are going to match, you know, with this new type of fighting, new fighting style for myself. and. Uh, you know, I'm always competitive. I always come to fight, so I'm excited to make some damage in this
0: did organization. You, did you? Did you? Sorry to cut you out. Did you pick uh, the brain of anybody who's done it? Um, anybody who's experienced with the organization? Uh, so I,
3: I watch a lot of uh, uh, Barnacle boxing fights. You know, uh, uh, it's something new. You know, it's something that you don't have any uh, specialists on it, right? You might have some guys that done a few fights, but it's kind of hard to break into the whole science yet because it's a brand new sport. You know, so I'm excited to kind of learn as I go. You know, uh, there are a few things that you, you are obviously know. You know, you got to be precise when you throw a punch to the head. You know, you want to throw more speed to the head than power. You know, you don't want to load up in every punch because you might hit, you know, a, a forehead or an elbow or something like that. So in the body, you can go a little bit harder, you know, because there's not much protection. So there are a few things that kind of goes without saying, you know, knowing fighting itself. But I, it, I'm excited to learn as I go. You know, I pick up very quickly.
0: What is, uh, what is that like? I mean, you spent your whole life having to be good at everything in mixed martial arts. Now you talked a little bit of in the press conference about just getting to focus on hit, using them hands and, and putting somebody away. Is that, like, that's got to be a huge relief, I imagine, uh, preparation-wise and fun. I mean, you get to, as far as, as much fun as you guys can have in this crazy-ass sport that you do.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just because it kind of limits you, the weapons that you use, you know, you got to find different ways to, to use those weapons, you know. And there's a lot of angles, there's a lot of... Uh, 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 movement you know that you can do with just boxing the way that you know i used to uh move defensively you know it changed a little bit because you don't have to worry about knees and and kicks anymore so it's a little bit of adjustment that i made already you know and, uh, and i'm excited to to use uh what i learned so far and let it you know everything hang on uh fight night
0: everybody who seems to be signing with them early on uh seems very appreciative of kind of just the the pursue kind of rolling out the red carpet for you guys um, in a place like the UFC that is so vast you know you've, you've had so much experience have you seen it change as far as like the way guys are treated and is it nice I guess maybe the way they are um, you know kind of I guess just kind of putting the spotlight on, on guys legends like yourself people like Paige Van Zant, things like that
3: uh, you know it's it's a, it's a growing business right UFC uh, I was in UFC I think my first fight was 2004 2005 and also I've seen the whole evolution of the business you know and uh, when you're in evidence, when you're the half fighter UFC treats you very well, you know, uh, when you're not that guy anymore, you become part of the numbers, you know, and uh, you see that happening you know, over and over, which is just the nature of the business, you know, uh, there is nothing oh, that, that that's messed up, it shouldn't be like that, no, it is what it is, that's how the game is, you know, we're on the hardest sport in the world, you know, every time I step in there it's 50-50. You, a fighter doesn't need to be cuddled, you know, outside the fight. You need to be treated with respect, you know, and financially you need to have, you know, the financial support to make sure you do what you do without any words. But when it comes to you know the the pampering and you know, all the the evidence. It, it is what it is. You know when you're hot, you know all the tension that goes to you, you're able to dictate things. You know things that you want to do. When you're not so hot anymore, things change. You gotta kind of take what it comes.
0: Is it uh is it bananas to you that like back in 2004 people thought that UFC was the most savage thing around, and now people think this is the most savage thing around? you 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 guys are all you like. You make your profession in a very wild uh, manner. You know the way you, the way you guys earn your living. Do you think this is going to be a lot more savage than that, or do you think no? I'm a, I'm a combat athlete, and I'll figure out the way to do it.
3: Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it's a combat sport.
0: You know, uh, it, it's a lot more competitive because it's two hands, I'm you know, against
3: two other hands. You know, uh, so uh, it, it's gonna get messy. You know, there's no other way around it. And, uh, yeah, in the beginning, UFC was, you know, savage sport and this and then. Now, bare boxing is taking those, you know, uh, uh, blueprint from the UFC. And I think, you know, if you really look at most of the fights, you know, it's very technical. People don't get hit a lot, you know. Yeah, when you get hit, you might get cut, you might get knocked out. But that's in you know, every fighting, right? Uh, you, you get cut in MMA, you get cut in boxing. So, you shouldn't be worried about getting cut or getting hit, you know, if you want to fight. You should get in there and think about, you know, being the best in the world, being, being victorious, you know, and training hard for that. You know, when you stop worrying about all the wrong things, you know, that could go wrong, that it's going to, it's going to happen regardless. You know, I think the focus is just focus on what you want to happen, you know, and not worry about what could happen. And, and, and if it happens, you deal with it, but until then, just focus on the mission.
0: get you out of here uh you're a very tough man uh what is uh what is more painful brain freeze or hitting your funny bone brain freeze dude brain
3: freeze for me i think because my head is too big (laughs) (laughs) it's brutal man it hurts so
0: brain freeze for sure thanks for the time man i really appreciate it probably thanks for having me thanks tiago for the time really appreciate from him we'll wrap up our segment with bkfc and uh, the roundup we did over at american top team this past week we got a chance to talk to the president david feldman we've had him in studio before uh, cool dude to talk to and obviously it was a big week for him he obviously has very big plans for this promotion and what it can do so uh we got a chance to talk to him about signing Paige van zant uh also got to do him a little bit with the pursuit of mike tyson how legit that was and of course we needed an update on our guy shannon briggs and where things stand so here's our conversation with bkfc president david feldman all right here with david feldman president of bkfc Huge day for you, man. Uh, you know, when we had you in studio a couple months back before everything got crazy, you talked about, you know, wanting to put your your promotion on an even bigger platform, signing Page Evans there, certainly does that. Kind of take me into, well, when was the idea first uh, sparked, and how, when did it feel realistic that you could make it happen? Um, really, right from the beginning,
4: we had a realistic offer in there, and uh, they came back to us, and... We knew we were playing playing ball with the big guys then you know so it was different for us because it's our biggest signing and it's the most money that we've ever spent on a fighter and uh we were dealing with first round management who was really great to deal with but we knew that we had to do things that we weren't used to doing and we made it work and here we are you know where we have page fans and sign one of the hottest free agents on the market and um who knows what's next we have so many really great things planned but we had an internal meeting about this and you know we knew that the time was gonna come where we were gonna take that step. And we just said, look, now it's the time to take the step. So we took the step and now we're gonna make another step and another step. We have another couple really, really big signings coming up in the next couple weeks.
0: What is, uh, I wanted to ask you about that. When you sign somebody like a Page Van Zant, what does that do for people thinking that you are legit? Like it's one thing to put the offers out there and getting people to bite. What does it do for business that you see somebody actually say yes well,
4: it's funny because we put a, a very lucrative offer out to Mike Tyson, $20 million and then $30 million offer, and it was real. And everybody said, they're just doing it for publicity. Yes. No, that was a real offer. But actually, my very good friend um, Peter Kahn was very, you know, right in the middle of that offer. We, we made an official offer to them, and it didn't happen. But now, we sign someone on a very big offer, so that changes the game. The perception of the direction of the company now is a lot different than it was, let's say, just two weeks
0: ago. Like, what do you uh, what do you think is the next thing to check off for you guys? Because I was talking to Tiago about this. How when he started fighting MMA, people thought that was the savage sport. And you have the you know, perception. You hear a bunch of questions about the break in the hands, the cuts, sure. and all that stuff. Thinking of you, you're the savage sport, but now you've, you know, you've had the events. You're opening up to more states. Uh, you had a highly publicized fight with Paulie you and Artem Loboff, Now you signed the big stars. So, do you do? You, what is that next thing that you want to check to to really kind of get going to where you guys want to go?
4: You know, we're just really, really. Um, Yesterday SportsCenter Center posted about us so you know we're getting more and more mainstream now. I think it's just it's just keeping going in the direction that we're going. Uh, we have, we have a deal in the works right now with uh The Zone we'll about to sign that deal any day and it's it's great that's it that's everybody asked me you know, a couple months ago, what's the next big thing? What makes you mainstream? What makes you know that you made it? And I said, a, a TV or platform deal. So we had that. Now we're signing big names. Now we're going to sign bigger names. And we're just going to keep rolling with it. Just really put our head down, keep focused, and keep driving towards the goal that we want.
0: And the goal is just to become a major player in this, you know, combat sports universe. Uh, how close was the Tyson thing? Like, How much how much of a bite do you think you got from him? Like, did you get them to turn heads and, and say, well, all right, maybe I will maybe I will venture into bare knuckle? Um, they were interested
4: obviously it was a very very a lot more money than they're being offered right now for this fight that they have coming up but they were concerned about tarnishing their legacy with bare knuckle and then i explained to them all the safety aspects of bare knuckle and everything about it and they were definitely a little bit interested but i i think as you're seeing everything that's going on with mike tyson right now and the exhibition now they're saying big gloves maybe a headgear and things like that that probably doesn't really want to fight and who can blame him he's 54 55 years old so he probably wants to get in there get back in the action and make some money without really taking the risk of getting hurt and i you know i respect that decision
0: well full disclosure look shannon Briggs is my guy i love that guy (laughs) i know that that turned out to be a fake uh fake tweet between them agreeing to i gotta say a lot of people seemed really excited about it i know uh, him versus tyson isn't going to happen but uh there was some talk with shannon i talked to him you know back before things got crazy with COVID, that he was ready to take over you know bare knuckle and all that stuff doing the let's go champ thing crash your press conference today what is uh what are the steps right now do you think that that could be a partnership that you're gonna have and and uh and and have in the near future
4: i think the thing that really makes sense for a guy like shannon is when you can build up a story so boxer versus mma is a great story who can win who's better as we did with malignaggi and artem Lobov. so i have a couple really big um mma names that were very very popular you know as as soon as four or five years ago so those kind of guys in the mix versus shannon breaks will 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 create a lot of hype and a lot of controversy and just really a lot of draw for for the event and that's probably what's going to happen with shannon we'd love to get shannon in here by uh by november He's, he's not getting any younger so we have to get him in soon i mean although he's in great shape and look if he hits somebody i'm scared for them but um you know
0: We'll see what happens very shortly. I'm sure it, it helps having people like Paige and Shannon who are two studs at social media. Like they are, you know, they have a huge following. People like to see what they're up to every day. What? Uh, how much does that go into you wanting to? gravitate towards somebody because it puts that, you know, that platform of, you know, digital, young, everybody kind of sees them on their phones all the time.
4: It's funny, when I made that announcement with with Paige last week and I told a lot of people, oh, she's got a tremendous social media following of 4 million, and they go, that's not going to translate into anything. It translates. It already translated into our social media is growing. Other fighters in the perception of, of the direction we're going are now reaching out to us. So I think, it, you know, you have to kind of measure the social media following and the fighting skills and the ability to talk and sell, and they both can do it. So they were both great additions for BKFC.
0: Thanks for the time, Dave. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how all this thing unravels for you, especially in these crazy times. And so hopefully things get back to normal for everybody, and especially you guys, and all the best of luck in the world, man.
4: Thank you, my man. Maybe next time we do the interview, you're going to say, Wow, you guys are number one combat sport out there right now. That would be a great interview. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it,
0: buddy. Got it, so, thanks again to BKFC for the hospitality this week. Really appreciate it. Uh, they gave us great access. Shout out to my guy Peter Kahn, for that connection as well. And uh, look, we uh, we hope to bring you a lot more coming up from them as they start ramping up their promotion again. I'm sure we'll get uh, we'll get back into that. Talk to our guy Hector Lombard as well. So. We got all that stuff coming for you guys. Thank you for listening this week. Thanks to all our guests. Very guest-heavy week this week. Uh, Danny Chavez, Paige Van Zant, Tiago Alves, and David Feldman. Thank you to them all for giving us some time this week. It's much appreciated. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's
3: largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours